Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes. My name's Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes. You look like Ed, you have a question. I do. A burning question. Ed, I got to ask you something. Let's hear it. What do you really want? I'm so glad you asked, because that's the name of today's show. What do you really want? With John Waterhouse. It's tempting to think that we are victims of circumstance and that we'd be better off if only. But being a self-styled martyr doesn't change anything. Instead, it keeps us stuck right where we are. Thankfully, the instant we decide we really want to be happy, our thoughts, feelings, and circumstances begin to improve. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that the highest any of us can get in life is happy. And during the second segment, Smiling John Waterhouse encourages us to cross over to the sunny side of the street with today's daily word, radiance. Ooh. I like what you did there with the radiance, sunny side of the street. That was nice. Well, that um, actually is another song we got to sing on an upcoming episode. What? Sunny Side of the Street by Frank oh, Sinatra. Yeah. yeah, they also have Keep on the Sunny Side. So, uh... <laughs> Tell us how you found these breaths. Let's get right into it. How, oh, these breaths are actually a... Um, Ikeism? Uh, yeah, it's a modification of an Ikeism. Reverend Ike said, and he was, uh, he was a uh, minister, New Thought minister in the 60s and 70s, was the height of his popularity. Right out of New York, right? New York City. His church was in Harlem. It's still there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, his son is taking over. Actually, our guest, um, he is a uh, a minister at a um, Center for Spiritual Living. Center for Spiritual Living, where Reverend Ike gave a lot of talks. Wow! Yeah, he gave a lot of talks at those particular um, churches. And what he says or said was, "When I change my mind, I change the result." Yes. When I change my mind, I change the result. That's right. Which then led us to think about, and I change my mind, I change what I find. But then I thought to myself, this is the funniest thing with Daryl and Ned. So we want to kick it way upstairs. So why don't we just 
breathe together. It's very self-explanatory, <clears throat> right? Yes. All right, let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. Uh, I feel like Jeff Bezos taking off in outer space. When I change my mind, I love what I find. Uh, when I change my mind, I love what I find. Uh, when I change my mind, I love what I find. Uh, All right. Well, we have a good reading from a new day. I got to say, this is so perfect because the other day Daryl was going through a little funky day. So was I actually, but Daryl kicked it off with some loving texts that he was throwing around. And so we knew that Daryl was moving through some stuff. So rather than react to some of the loving texts uh, and get in a blaming state of mind or anything like that, I, I knew like it, it's not it was, it was, because it wasn't what. Uh, go ahead. Well, it's because I misunderstood. What Barb Marley was singing about. Well, yeah, let's hear it. I, I think the song's One Love, but for some reason I thought One Shove. I think that's, a, that's your New Jersey uh, interpretation. Yeah, so you were giving, he was, Daryl was giving us the One Shove, but he was, I mean, we all know that Pizarro likes to throw these texts out, and I know at the end of the day he's laughing, so I'm like, all right, how do I, but what was happening was, it was I think it was my first day off uh, officially from teaching, and I don't know. My mind was kind of going into sort of a martyr. I don't know why, but it was like, I think it because I was worn out, whatever it was, my mind. So I was like, I don't want to go like, oh, yeah, Daryl, and then like fight back, like or whatever, you know, take it seriously. But I was tempted to do so. So but the thing was, something popped in my head to do, which was I started thinking of this Kiss song. Oh, this is great, folks, because it works. Yeah. So I started singing this to myself and I told Stephen Tom Thorpe to do it, the same thing. I said, I want to love Fazaro right now and party every day. And I would <laughs> sing that a couple times. And what I found was I couldn't think negative, crappy thoughts and sing that at the same time. And it was a practice, you know, because there's a still part of me that wants to chop up the negative thoughts. Why is this happening? And do all this like, you know, use the tools. Yeah, but you know what? The most effective tools... Yeah. Are the snap out of it prayers? Yes. The, the digging and digging and analyzing yes. isn't always actually. That's only like a last resort. That's right. That's right. So I was so thankful because what, like, I was so aware that I'm there's a good day happening all around me, and if I make myself a martyr and blame you or blame anyone else for me feeling bad, it's just it's so disempowering, and I'm gonna miss a whole wonderful day. So I did that all day. And I had a great day, and then the next day we were back up and running, and everyone was in good spirits, and I texted everyone, we survived. And uh, <laughs> But what was crazy was that night I talked to my friend Josh on the phone about uh, this stuff, and I told him what I had been doing. With the song. With the song. I want to love Fazaro all, no, right now, and party every day. By using that, I, you know, I was telling him how it was just keeping me in the flow of life, and... 
he told me a crazy thing, which he had read uh, or heard on, like, probably listened to NPR or something oh. that he listens to. <laughs> That's his version of the funny, dreariest thing with Daryl and <laughs> Anyway, he, but he told <laughs> Left, right, and center. That's where they hit you. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing was, was crazy was he told me that he had read or heard that the, the, if you ever have an earworm, like a song that's stuck in your head and you want to get it out, that he had read, before I even told him this, he had read or heard that you should sing, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. R- sing that twice and it will clear your mind of whatever the earworm was. And really, that's what we're doing with this stuff. We have this earworm, this old negative song that wants to keep singing in our head. So we're trying to figure out how to clear that out. So that we can actually think positively, and that actually ended up working well for me. So I, I pass that on to you as a simple tool. Yeah, the reason I fell into my <clears throat> martyrism, yeah, if only I wish wine, mm-hmm. is because uh, I. the good news is I can't remember all of it. Yeah, you don't need to. But I was getting hit with things that seemed like, I don't want to be responsible for this, that. Yes. You know, other people were coming to me with things, and I was right. like, oh, boy, I just want to live in a tree. Right. You know, or no, I just want to live in Montana. Right. And not have any responsibility. But I know that's crap. Yeah. But the problem is, when your head gets in there. That's what I was going to say, is that. This stuff would be easy if we all we had to deal with is like the thoughts we choose to think in this moment. But what happens is things happen that trigger these old tapes within us and our subconscious mind wants to keep playing those same tapes. So we need to find ways to break out of it. Otherwise, let's hear what happens if so, we stay stuck but here's, in martyrs. Here's the irony, folks. Yeah. This was the reading oh, that, from that day. Hey, oh, from, believe me, that wasn't lost on me. So it says uh, uh, from July 19th. So it was yeah. Monday. And this is, like Ed said, from A New Day, 365 Meditations for Personal Growth, Personal and Spiritual Growth. Do yourself a favor. Do a morning routine. We've talked about it for over 300 episodes. Wake up at least seven minutes early. Do some inspired reading. Do a short meditation. Set your timer for three minutes. Just sit and breathe. Even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, just sit there and breathe for three minutes and enjoy the way the chair feels, whatever. And then... Write down some inspired thoughts. Write down your to-do list, but instead of just making it uh, go to the store, say, I'm going to love going to the store, and they're going to have everything I need. Do some form of affirmative prayer. So do your morning, do a morning routine. Without that, Daryl and I are not doing this, could not do this show. That's true. The only way to really reap this stuff is to practice it, and the morning routine is so simple, and it changes everything. Sorry, go ahead. So this says... We all know people who are self-styled martyrs. Now, that doesn't mean people who are like that all the time, because I could be a self-styled martyr like I was on Monday. I mean, this can happen to any one of us. This isn't like a specific brand of people. There are some people that seem to be martyrs more than others. Yeah. But we all have a little bit of self-styled martyrism in us. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of us have been taught that suffering is virtuous. Or or if we, I used to believe that if I, if I just let everyone know how much I was suffering, then I was, would be like worthy of what I desired or the help, or at least, yeah, I was like pleading with this reluctant God or whoever. Or somehow by showing I'm suffering, how bad my life is, it somehow makes me seem heroic. Yeah, and that's kind of what you hear in the news a lot of times, or the, um, you know, different forms of media. It's like everyone like, wow, they went through so much. That's what makes them worthy of love. But that's not the case. We don't have to do anything to earn our good. All right, go ahead. Okay. We all know people who are self-styled martyrs. Most of them are convinced 
that they could be, they would be happier, more successful, indeed, much better off in all ways if that certain person hadn't mistreated them yes. or if they hadn't been a victim of circumstances. Right. Or like I like to say, if only. Right. What are some of the consequences when we choose to blame others for the conditions of our lives? First and foremost, we absolve ourselves of responsibility for our problems and state of mind. In effect, we give ourselves permission not to seek solutions. That's right. Not to act, not to change. The end result is that we remain stuck in the situation. There is no plus side to martyrdom. It's a bumpy and punishing trip all the way. Oh However, gosh, yes. if we become willing to get on with the business of living, there are ways to break out of this paralyzing form of self-centeredness. Yes. Rather than focusing on ourselves as victims, this is what started to change my mind that day. Yeah, let's hear this. Rather than focusing on ourselves as victims, we can try to focus on solutions. One day at a time, we can strive to accept what has happened, no matter how we feel about it. Most important, we can ask a loving God to show us the way as we begin to take responsibility for our lives. Martyrs are not victimized so much by others as by themselves. And so I went to wash my, put away my coffee cup after I read this. Yes. And while I was at the sink, I had that thought, which I shared with you earlier. Let's hear it. And this started to really shake things loose. And this is why it's important to do a morning routine. Yes. Because then when you need these healing thoughts, you have access to them. That's right. And they come, even if they don't come during your morning routine, you're like, you're making yourself receptive, which <laughs> I found that's our real job. Is That's why we got to get out of martyrdom is so that we become receptive to the good like you're about to describe. Yeah. So I wrote, I reminded my, I wanted to write this down so it would be reinforced. So while I was yeah. at the sink and I even wrote among the flurry of negative thoughts, right. this thought came, right. anything good can happen that will make everything wonderful wow and i even wrote a surprise drawing or a new idea i'm talking about things totally unrelated to the problems right i thought i was having and then when i sat back down at this book i wrote a note at the bottom you're allowed to write in your routine books, folks. We yes. recommend it. It's awesome, too, because then when you come back the next time around, <clears throat> yes. then it even sinks in deeper. And it's yeah, it's so cool to think, see what you thought last time around when yeah, you read that, it or years ago. And whatever. that's why I put the year with oh, the that's date. Smart. Man, so, it is hotter than a rice cooker in here. Yeah, they shut off the AC. Man. So uh, I wrote, It's this is at the end of the martyrism thing I just read. I wrote, when this happens, meaning when my mind starts to chuggling, oh, if only I wish I didn't have responsibility. Ed's lucky. Right. He doesn't have to deal with this. Oh, yeah. And then that's, I, the, that, <laughs> that, that's the thing. If, if our minds only included us in the fun, that'd be one thing. But they lo my mind loves to pull everyone else into the nightmare. Wait, is that why George Bernard Shaw said self-sacrifice enables us to sacrifice other people without blushing? That's exactly right. <laughs> True. Yeah, because we think that, oh, if, you know, if they knew what I went through, of course they'd understand why I'm stepping on this guy's foot intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote to remind myself when this happens, when I get into this state of, yeah. 
I can make my way to the door out into the light of day by asking myself, because this is what hit me. I go, I got to, what do I really want? Yes. And I realized what I really want is to be happy. Yes. Because I know for a fact, and I use this when I pray for people that I have a resentment against or malice towards. Right. The quickest solution, sort of like what you were just saying about singing that song. Yes. It's the exact same uh, truth. Seeing them happy or acknowledging that if I'm, if what I really want is to be exceedingly happy, then nothing bothers me. That's right. And I could quit. And you know what? As soon as I had that thought, all those things that I was like, yeah, Ed doesn't have to deal with this. Right. All those things started to shrink into nothingness. Yes. And then I started getting enthusiastic about doing the footwork towards each one of those right. things that seemed so insurmountable. And why do I have to yes. deal with this? And I started getting more. I started feeling happier with the idea of following through. And it's amazing how quickly our mind will shift. It really is that Bible verse. And it's the Bible verse of, you know, the renewing of my mind. Be transformed by be, the renewing of your mind. Yeah, be transformed by the renewing, meaning everything is transformed yes. when I allow my mind and want it to be renewed. Yes, yes. I think that's Butterworth. He says it really well. And I think one thing you're saying that's striking me is that there's two channels, and many people have said this before. There's two channels. There's the problem where you believe there's a problem, and then there's the solution. And they're totally different frequencies. So our job is to get on the frequency of the solution. So once we do that, it's a whole different world. It's a whole different world. Once we, like, literally, is a, we start to reside. I start to reside in a different world where it's not scary to do what I need to do. It's actually exciting, like yes. you said, because now my self-worth and nothing's tangled up in it. And if you're listening to this, I guarantee there's probably something that is difficult, like where you're really tempted to go, no, this time, that is to blame for how I feel. Yes. But the problem is it's there's no half measures. As soon as I, I can only have one or the other, either I'm responsible for how I feel and I have the power to choose to feel good now or I'm a victim. But I can't be like those can't two things both. can't coexist. Well, you know what it's too. We, we, the important thing to remember here, too, although it's hard to remember in those moments. Yeah. Is when I'm as soon as I start wishing oh, I don't have to deal with this person. As soon as I have that that thought. Right. It means I have now taken them and put them in the spot where my higher power should I was be. Just thinking that, yes. I'm making them my higher power. Yes. I'm making them more powerful than my higher power right. because now I'm thinking, oh, they're responsible. Now I'm not going to be happy because of them. And but when you, when I asked myself, Daryl, what do you really right. want? And it's to be exceedingly happy. Automatically, they started to move out of that power That's position, right. and and I was instantly transformed but i had to be willing and want it because as long as i kept texting ed saying things like no you're lucky yeah you don't get it right i wish i had your life right right that doesn't work yep no i hear you and sometimes you gotta it, i do everything this morning I, the, this guy i was just feeling dumpy in the when i was surfing and i one of the things I was noticing, there's this like imaginary me that I'm now worried about. I've created this like tiny little victim version of me that I'm worried about. And then the thing is, then this guy paddled right up and he's like, 
you know, there's a lot of room and he sat like right next to me. And then he was so full of energy. And part of me was like imagining, you know, telling him off or something. But I was like, no way. Because I realized enough since at least that the things that we, the people that we fight against, we basically create an imaginary room in our mind where we're in there with that. We bring the worst version that we're making up of them in and we're keeping them in our mind. And we have to live in there. I'm glad you brought that up because I was feeling a victim of my circumstances because of certain people right. were asking things of me that I felt I didn't want to deal with and I shouldn't have to. And they're just right. out of their minds. Right. Which all transformed, of course, because I could see my part right. later on, like I right. just described. However, before I got to this place, yeah. I started looking for, uh, like my mind started seeking out other people. Right. That I, yeah, this person never uh, sent me the contract right. for that article I wrote. Right. I need to talk to her about that. I should I should ask instead right. of and I'm telling you by the end of the day I was like, "Oh, thank God. I didn't act on any of those things right. and I just beat up on Ed." Well, yeah. I think that's why it's <laughs> no, good I to know. Have, friends have friends totally. Because this keeps me and Ed from beating up on our wives I know. Yes. And, I, and on people or on situations that would cause more Harm, you've been good. Yeah, and it also goes with, like, there's other people, like, Cohen's written about this. It's like, at least when you're in a relationship, at least one person needs to stay sober-minded Yes, at all times. And I knew on that day, all right, it's my job. <laughs> so I, and I, you know, I did everything I could, and it worked out. Because it doesn't matter how justified it feels to say negative things. In the end, it never feels good, and it never gets me where I want to yes. be. Like, fighting back. Uh, Eric Butterworth says... This is the, the beauty of it. In, in Celebrate Yourself, Eric Butterworth says, there's no fate or destiny which puts one person down and another up. It's not in our stars, but in ourselves that we are underlings. There's a quote from somebody, maybe Shakespeare. The inferior person is the person who tells himself that he is inferior and who insists upon the inferior position because he thinks that the best is intended for others. This is utter nonsense. Good belongs to the person who qualifies for it by the right of consciousness. And that's why every one of us has equal opportunity to this stuff. And he says, we, I love this, when tempted to slip into the slough of despond, tell yourself, stop that. You are a radiant, all-wise, all-loving, all-conquering child of God. Don't worry about what others say or what appearances seem to be. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? And we're all going to oh. find those parts where we're so tempted to say, no, not in this case. They're responsible. Yes. But if we're willing to just try it anyway. And it really does work. Oh, man, it, it really works. works with even the most outrageous circumstances that seem like they're so far out of your control. You yeah. have a, you're ju you feel justified in being upset. And, right. this, and right. the system is stacked against you. I've been in those situations where it feels so bad to stay frustrated by it yeah that one i just love is the only way up and out and it transforms the situation it yeah. really does and you know we might be surrounded by people who have spent in organizations that are like this is real the fight is real come to our meetings we'll help you fight blah 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 but we just i have to learn that I don't have to. I don't have to say that's okay. That that that's normal for me. I don't have to make that stand right. like fighting and that. No, for me in my world, if there if I'm fighting and if I'm feeling that way, it's my like my job is to release the judgment, release that from yes. within my own mind, and then 
if I'm supposed to go to a different place, a different job, it'll happen naturally. And but maybe I'll be amazed oh. that that very relationship or that very job will transform for the better because I changed my mind first. And that's why asking your mind a good question, oh yes, will work in your favor because right. when I asked my mind, mm. "What do I really want?" Yes, my mind knew the answer wow. was happiness, but more important, my mind then is now has permission to start looking for yeah. um, methods and um, answers and actions to take that will give me more happiness. Yes. But as long as I was going, oh, I'm a victim, it goes, oh, okay, let me find some other things um, yes. that you need to take care of where you're at a disadvantage. Well, this is where I think it's great. We're going to talk to John Waterhouse in a few minutes because science of mind is all about this because the real trap of all this is whatever we feed to our mind, yes. whatever we choose, to, if it's this is a problem and we're going to work and chew on this problem and we're going to fight, the, the mind goes, Okay, we're going to fight. That's what we're going to do. And I'll give you more of it. I'll give you more reason to fight. And I'll give you more. Just but if we say, I'm a divine, you know, I am a child of the divine. I'm a divine expression. I am the divine expressing today. Then the mind, you're giving it a different task. Or like you said, when you ask yourself a new question, well, what do I really want? Yeah. How do I really want to feel in this situation? Yeah. And your mind's going to go, well, we don't want to feel bad. We want to feel good. And once you go, yeah, I want to feel good, then the mind goes, okay, I know how we could feel good. Right, right, right. And there's a great, we, we were gifted by Kirk Chelson just last week, a big brick of uh, daily words from 65 to 66. So thank you, Kirk. He's a former guest on the show. And we're talking about the year, 1965 oh, yes. to 66. You. That's right, 1965 to 1966. And today we were getting ready for the show. And Daryl said, where's that big brick you've been hiding? And uh, so I said, oh, here it is. So I opened up to this, which is from Friday, February 4th, 1966. And I'll just read part of it that says, I speak good words of loving kindness and justice. It says, today I give special attention to the words I speak. I do not use my word power to the detriment of others by gossiping about their difficulties and shortcomings. If the conversation turns to talk of other persons, I say something good about them. This either lifts the conversation to a higher place, plane, or puts a stop to it. I do not use my word power to magnify the things that do not seem to be right by complaining about them. If something is less than right in my work, in my family life, in community affairs, or in the world, it will not help to criticize it. I use my word power to magnify the good in any situation. I am resolved to miss no opportunity today to say something good. And from Psalms 101, uh, 1, it says, I will sing of loving kindness and justice. And doesn't that feel good to yes. sing of loving kindness and justice? How are we doing on time? You want to go to the break now? Yeah, we'll, uh... we can go to the break and we can get John Waterhouse on the line. Yeah, so thank you for joining us. Uh, coming up next, we have smiling John Waterhouse encouraging us to cross over to the sunny side of the street with today's daily word, Radiance. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome to the second segment of... This episode of Funniest Thing, What Do You Really Want? With John Waterhouse. Yeah, and he'll be coming up in a minute. Uh, there's a great book called You by Frances Wilshire. It's an old Unity book. And in it, she says, It is hard to realize that the thing that binds you is the thing that frees you. When you free any limiting thoughts or feelings, then their binding power or influence is gone. And you sense a freedom you never knew before. Say to yourself, I stand fearless and free in God's love for me. This affirmation makes you seem to stand right up within yourself and become free and positive. Something then supports you and you stop supporting the thing you do not want. What a great feeling. I stand fearless and free in God's love for me. Ah, and you know what really makes me feel fearless and free? All the love we get from our listeners. I know. Fantastic. And our listeners, we love receiving your mail. You could write to us at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Or just go to our website, DarylAndEd.com. Yes. Hit the contact button and come boom, you're instantly sending us an email and in touch with us directly. We don't have any assistance. It's just us. That's right. God is our assistant. Also, we also, well, we do have one assistant, but he's really a chief engineer. That's right. And that's Jeff Comfort. Yes. And each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Also... It's time to give a shout out to the prayer line, Silent Unity. I love Silent Unity. It's been around for a hundred and no, it's got to be 130 years now. Yeah. And it was actually the first phone line in Missouri, believe it or not. And you yes. can still call them. There's no strings attached. These are people who will gladly and lovingly support you in affirmative prayer at any time. Yes. At 1 800 Now Pray or 800. 800- Six six nine seven seven two nine. There's also an app that Ed and I use all the time. It's free. Yes. It's called You Pray. The yes. letter U, the word pray. Yes. And you can text them your prayers. And another thing we love and appreciate, I've been reading it since 1986, April to be exact, The Daily Word. Yes. And you could read The Daily Word's reading uh, new every day on our website on the homepage or just go to dailyword.com. Yes. And today, to join us and to read and discuss the Daily Word among the top, and along with the topic of today's show, is our good friend, John. Yeah, Science of Mind Minister. John Waterhouse. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. It's really good to be with you guys. Nice. It's great to hear you. Let everyone know where where you're the chief over there in North Carolina. I'm coming to you from beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Up in the uh, at the place where the Blue Ridge Mountains meet the Smoky Mountains. Wow, one of the prettiest places on earth. And what's the name of your spiritual center so they can come visit? Absolutely, Center for Spiritual Living, Asheville. Asheville. Do you guys do anything on um, online where they can listen to you? <laughs> do we do anything online? Yes, CSLAsheville dot uh, org is our website, mm-hmm. and uh, we are a very active website. We have many, many, many 
free things. We have over 500 Sunday messages. Wow. Uh, we have uh, many, many books uh, that are uh, that are available through that website for free. Uh, we have uh, prayer support on our website. Uh, it's a very active website, and people come to it from all around the world. Wow. Tell us one more time how, what the address is. CSL, that's for Center for Spiritual Living, yeah. CSL Asheville, A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E dot org. Beautiful. O-R-G. All right. We're gonna... Well, wait a second. We had someone who said they actually knew of your center, and she's going to be a guest next week, isn't she? Right. Dr. Money. What's her real name? Name is, I'll tell you right now. It's an, it's someone who actually isn't far from you, John. And really? Yeah, she's in South Carolina. South, South Carolina, just across the border. She wanted to We're move to North. We're about 45 minutes from the state line. Yeah, she, her name's Ann Gillis, and she she has a great ministry about prosperity. And uh, she actually she had her own church for a while, I think maybe in Texas or something. But at any well, rate. I'll look forward to being with her on Sunday. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So um, in the meantime, so... I know that we got cut off somewhere in the middle of the first segment, but are there any thoughts that have been bubbling up inside you while you did have a chance to listen? Um, oh, I learned something so important from you guys. Mm. I learned that Kiss lyrics will cure earworms. <laughs> that is true. I learned that, that too. I had no idea. I actually never heard of an earworm, but I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yes. Uh, something, and, and what I'm seeing, what this conversation, of course, is about, what do you do when you're funked out, when when life just seems off, or you, you, you're leaning toward that victim or, or something else. And right. uh, I've got a tool that, I, that I've been using for, golly, over 35 years. Mm. And it's just a personal pledge. It's two very short sentences. May I share it with you? Yes. Because, well, to, to begin, though, my big issue in my life has always been about being in self-judgment, mm. uh, like many people. And, uh, and that, uh, at one point, I called my, my inner judge a, a, uh, an obese Nazi. Uh, <laughs> it was really a very difficult uh, thing that I always had an angle on myself that I was wrong. And what I came up with was this pledge. And my pledge is that I no longer indulge in the debilitating act of self-judgment, which in the past I used to deny the absolute perfection of my life. Instead, I accept and embrace the beauty and magnificence of my life right now. Wow. Ah. And that'll pull me out in a heartbeat. Let's hear it. Can we hear that hey, one, one more time? time. Yeah, cause sure. Let's yeah, absolutely. Let's I no longer indulge in the debilitating act of self-judgment, which in the past I used to deny the absolute perfection of my life. Instead, I accept and embrace the beauty and magnificence of my life right now. Wow. I'm so glad you said that because I've, you know, like, uh, I learned this. And I learned it again and again that underneath any external judgment is a need to forgive myself and stop judging myself and, and accept oh, my own worthiness. And we are worthy. We're worthy of all the good in life. And the only thing that denies it to us is us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And self-centered martyrism is really casting myself as an incompetent, small... Yes. Uh, character in any situation. It is not virtuous. It's the, it's the antithesis of virtue. Absolutely. Absolutely. My first spiritual teacher told me never to have sympathy for anybody. I can't believe you said that. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yep. This is crazy. Now this is coincidence or is coincidence. Mm. <laughs> yes. 
So what it is is we just mentioned what well, her name's Ann Gillis, right? Yeah. Yes. She has a little set of vows. I saw this on our website. Right. And for herself, personal vows. Vow number one, I do not feel sorry for anyone. Wow. There you go. Yeah. You know, I read someone. Was it Butterworth? Some because son? because when go I, ahead. No, I was going to say, because this is where I fall into traps with people I know, because yes. it seems like when I'm concerned about them, right. like that's how I should be feeling. But, right. I, but there, like, there, the, the little twinge of concern is really for me to motivate me to elevate my vision of them right. to a higher perspective. Exactly. But when you're feeling when you're feeling sorry for them or you're or you're you're concerned about them, you're looking down at them yes. thinking they're not competent. Yes, and so it, the yes. thing to do, even when someone's struggling with their life, is to see the God in them. Yes. That's the place to be. And it feels so much better. Oh yeah. In my body, it feels more true when I am affirming in my mind no they're capable they're 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 well able that they have what it takes i start really feeling good about them and i it really makes me feel connected to them whereas the other way that i thought was how we're supposed to yes um feel towards others when they're going through a tough time oh boy uh but that feels so bad. Like if I just went by feelings, it's obvious which one feels wrong, which attitude mm -hmm. to take feels wrong, and which attitude to take yeah. feels healthy. Yeah. And it is that because it frees me and it elevates them with when I'm starting to see them in a competent light right. instead of and in a even when they're trying to get you to feel sorry for them yes. and give them all this compassion and sympathy is what they're they think is what they need when you say no who, who i see when i look at you is the presence of the divine i see this brilliant magnificent being of love and light how can i feel sorry for you in any way i love you right yes yeah in order to do this we have to be tuned to the 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 light within ourselves because I was yeah. just, I was just I heard this a long time ago but I'll read this I just looked up the definition of sympathetic regarding uh, vibration right so sympathetic resonance or sympathetic vibration is a harmonic phenomenon wherein a formerly passive string or vibratory body responds to external vibrations to which it has a harmonic likeness so we start vibrating according to this external thing we get pulled into it like. That's why I, it's one thing to just say, I love you. And like, you know, like, but it's another to have to tune ourselves into this knowing that we are love, that that's the truth of our being and then see it in someone else and stay connected to ourselves and refuse to start vibrating sympathetically with their story, which is out of harmony with who they really are. So that, exactly. Yes. Oh, we, me and Ed did this the other day and we both recognized that we did it. You remember Ed? Let's hear it. Has to do with pizza. Oh my goodness. <laughs> pizza over at the over there? There was a pop-up pizza. Oh yeah. A guy was pizza. yeah, a, a a a fella in the neighborhood whose daughter works at the Village Well bookstore, which we love. Um was given permission to do a pop-up Ah, uh, yes, I know. What you're a pop-up homemade pizza making. Yeah, he does this from time to time as something fun. But I but we both thought before we discovered that portion of the equation. Right. was oh my god, this guy's trying to make a business out of this. 
And I started taking you on. You felt bad because he didn't have that many Instagram followers. And yeah, and, like, and he's got this little oven, and, and they actually stuck him in the garage to make the pizzas for right, the day. And right. I'm like, oh. So our mind, your mind, our mind started painting him in this like so I started sympathizing role yes. and sympathizing with that with that vibration. Yeah, yes, this, this sad vibration of oh, I feel bad for him. Oh, he's never gonna make it. I've seen this happen before. And then he remember they didn't they wouldn't start selling the pizza until four, and I yeah. was there like three forty. I'm going like, what kind of business is this? <laughs> You're know, like, don't they want business? And then wait, so then. Somehow I started talking yeah, to him. I yeah, struck up a conversation. He with stu- him. Ed struck up a conversation, like, uh, like without knowing, we were both going through this simultaneously because we right. weren't really together at the time. But when we when we both met inside the bookstore, right? Ed was just telling me, he "Goes, you know, now that I talked to the guy, you know, you you started putting him in a more positive light." But it was ironic because from the time I left my car. And started walking into the bookstore. I go, wait a minute. I'm sympathizing. Like I'm feeling sorry for him. Right. And I'm like, oh, and that I'm I and I just learned that vow. I do not feel sorry for anyone. Right. And then I started seeing him happy right. and successful and loving what he did. And I go, ooh. Now I could go talk to him because when I was feeling sympathetic, yeah, you don't want I, anything to do with him. No, I felt like I better avoid him because I don't, right. want, I don't <laughs> want to make him feel worse about his pizza making in the garage in right. the parking garage. Right. But then Ed walks up to me, just as I come inside, he goes, "I feel a lot better now." I actually spoke with the guy, and he just does this as like a fun hobby from time to time. And, and I said, "Oh my!" Like remember, yeah. your whole attitude yeah. changed, and you were my whole attitude changed, and it gets even better. These pizzas, oh my John, god. I'm from New Jersey and Italian, and I love pizza. Yes. And I despise bad pizza, and I appreciate good pizza. <laughs> yes. This pizza, I never had pizza this good before. Stephen Thompson was crying Ooh. over how good it was. And I also. Well, that's why the guy does it. He's, he's spreading the love. Yes. yes. He, well, this is another thing I learned. I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. You would think I would know this. What? But I never knew. That real authentic pizza, Italian pizza, that they ferment the dough first. Because I'm going, this pizza, do you taste that, Ed? Right, right. Do you taste that? And he's going, yeah, I taste, ooh, what is that? And then we found out that he ferments the dough for three days before making these pizzas. And I never knew that that's the authentic Italian way is to to ferment the dough. But let me tell you something. Once you have it, there's no turning back. It is incredible. So did you get on his Instagram so you'll know when he does another pop-up? Yes, we did. Oh wait, trust me. We ended <laughs> up good. wait. We ended up eating three whole pizzas. Yes, so, <laughs> three full pizzas. They were amazing. Uh, That's a great story. Yeah, man, this is great. You want to uh, jump into the daily? Oh word? yeah, we got to read the daily word. You ready for me to go? Yeah. yeah, let's hear it. All right, here we go. The topic is radiance. And the title is The Christ Presence Within is My Radiant Source of Good. On a clear day, when a stray cloud passes across the sun, I notice the suddenly diminished light. Then looking up, I see brilliant rays of sunshine surrounding the cloud. Instead of hiding the sun, the cloud helps me see and appreciate the sun's radiance. As the sun lights the earth and is the source of its energy, the Christ, the divine presence within me, is my light and the source of everything that I need in order to live brilliantly and joy- joyfully. When, like passing a cloud, 
an obstacle or challenge along my path may seem to dim my Christ-like. I respond by looking up, by raising my point of view. I am reassured and strengthened knowing that the divine radiance is shining as brightly as ever. No cloud can dim the divine light in me. And the passage at the bottom is, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. John 1, 5. Wow. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of a quote. I think it's Confucius said, uh, you're better off lighting a candle, lighting one small candle than cursing the darkness. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Light is one of the most interesting concepts in the constructs of the universe because it doesn't dispel the darkness. It fills the space with light. Yeah. It's a brilliant notion. So, And we are the light. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's why I believe Gandhi said you got to be the change you want, because if the light is lacking, no amount of cursing it or complaining, why isn't there light here, is going to do it. But bringing the light into that space, whether yes. it's your work, wherever it is you're going, relationship, br- being willing to bring the light, it, it, you know, it, it's so awesome because... In that act, I have to let go of my judgments. Yes. I have to, you know, I get to let go of my judgments. I should, I'll, I shall say, I, I get to remember who I am, and I get to see that this goodness is always here, and it's up to me to become receptive to it, so that I can experience a greater, you know, uh, expression of it, and it, and it will always start to it um, creates a ripple, ripple effect. effect. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I like too that that Confucius quote because. He doesn't say light a bonfire. He says it's better to light one tiny little candle than to curse the darkness. Like just a tiny little. Right, because if you're tempted tiny. to curse the darkness, you're not in a position for a bonfire just yet. That's but right. If you could do one little light, one yes. little candle. Yes. And that one little candle can light an infinite number of other candles. Yes. Mm, so true. And the darkness is not the enemy. The darkness is the invitation to shine your light. Wow. Yes. Now, there you go. I'm glad I stayed on this whole call just to hear that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That message is so important, you know, just as much as ever. I was going to say more than now, more than ever, but I'd probably say now, just as much as ever, that message that you said right there, that the darkness is not the enemy. What, what do you say? Say it again, John, because you said it so eloquently and it got right into my subconscious, but now I can't consciously That's say right. it. I said, I said that darkness is not the enemy. It's our invitation to bring our light forward. Yes. It's an invitation to just bring our light forward, not yeah. to curse it, not to fight it. Right. Not to make it wrong. Yeah. Right. It, it is what it is. Yeah. And we are who we are. And in order to do what you're saying successfully, we have to really, I've had to really practice remembering that I am the light, that that's the, that's not the, it's not the things, even if someone was saying something that seemingly negative about me or that I, it's not true. That's not the the truth of me. The truth of me is this light. So if I'm going to see the darkness as an invitation, that's why daily and throughout the day, I'm practicing remembering that I'm the light before I even get to that outer darkness. I'm practicing, you know, lighting that light within myself, remembering, connecting with that light within myself so that when I go out, I have a better chance of keeping that light burning, you know? Yeah. Did anyone who criticizes us is simply offering an invitation for us to remember 
who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that is good stuff. You know what? Did I mention the Scrooge walk? The Scrooge walk last episode? I can't remember if I did that Monday or if we talked about it last week. Uh, just give us a quick break. Well, because on Monday, one of the other things that helped me, John, when I was in my cups, like we've been mentioning on the show, right. and that's right. what led to this topic, is coming up with solutions to get us out of martyrdom and... and um, victimhood. Yeah, keeping us from going for the bait of victimhood. And yeah. if only, if only, if only... So instead of going to only, so I decided after when these these thoughts started, when the healing little candle started lighting in my mind finally, I could still feel I was still on shaky ground. So I, I decided I was going to go for a walk, and I committed to the idea of I'm going to go on a Scrooge walk, meaning I am going to go on this walk with the int intention of taking on the spirit of Scrooge the morning after. Yes. And, you know, like, I love everyone. Oh, my God, thank God my life isn't over because now I could do the right thing. Right. You know, I could. Right. So, so I went on my walk just feeling that generosity. Like, I, I am as wealthy or wealthier than Scrooge and as generous as him the morning after. And it's amazing how if you take that attitude, and it didn't mean I had to, I wasn't like physically all the time. I was waving and smiling at some people that were receptive and on my path right, as right, I went right. on my walk. But the key was the entire time I was exuding that to everyone on my walk. Right. And it's amazing how that attitude really draws. I could feel the energy. Yes. It draw the like more prosperity, more um, healthy thoughts into yes. my mind, more feelings of hope and right. love and happiness it was really i was becoming like a vortex right because i was i was i, was, I took on the intention that i'm going to wear the spirit of scrooge the morning yes. after because in essence that's what i i was in the position to be that in yeah. that moment from what Beautiful. i had just gone through wonderful very nice Dude, you want to get John? You have any closing words? We got to wrap up the show. Time always flies when we're talking with you. I know we're having fun here. Just being with you guys is wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, and congratulations to the wonderful audience you have out there in the world that love you and learn so much from you. Hey, thank you, sir. Um, oh, we have a great story. Hang on for a moment because we got a, a great story from a fan who. Um, Glenn, Glenn Brewster, who came to visit us in Culver City, a yeah. listener with yeah, his, his fiancée, Sarah. And unbeknownst to you, I think he must have been in the same schoolhouse as you when you were kids yeah, because yeah. he actually oh. shared the story about you. Yes. You know, uh, the last thing I'll say, because I have to throw this in, the invitation also comes for us to send love to the parts of ourself that are being condemning. Yes. This is not about beating ourselves up because it's so easy to do that, too. When, when these voices arise within us, how do we provide that love for ourselves? So then we can really, really bring it to others. So anyway, so Glenn Brewster had this story. We have to share it. So when John Waterhouse was a child, he was already someone who enjoyed sharing his wisdom like he does today. Of course. In fact, he, this was evident even in kindergarten. One day, his teacher, Miss Crabtree, asked the class, does anyone know what an acre is? Immediately, little John Waterhouse was smiling and enthusiastically waving his hand from, ba from the back of the class. His teacher smiled and called on him. Yes, John, do you know what an acre is? Little John smiled and replied. Yes, I do. An acre is when your tooth hurts real bad. <laughs> <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs> 
<laughs> That's I an have to tell you guys, I actually had a teacher named Miss Crabtree. Whoa! <laughs> crazy. Okay, uh, listen to this. We got one piece of mail. Here comes uh, Enzo, the FedEx feeder. I'm dragging in the mail. What did, what did the cat drag in, Ed? Bonnie Wayne says, hello, Daryl and Ed. I have to tell you that you guys have been my angels in the past 10 days. I've been listening to podcasts while I've been in the hospital for testing. I'm plugged into the wall and tuned into Funniest Thing. Honestly, guys, the turns of phrases, the ideas and insights that come out of your mouths, minds, and hearts are very potent medicine. I'm getting better and better at shifting my thoughts, and like Ed said recently, allowing negative thoughts to sit there, not fighting or running away, but just being aware. Then they dissipate, and I become aware of the love underneath. Observer perspective, she asked. Um, uh, you guys are really, really doing something. By the way, the news from home is that Meg the dog got skunked out by the chicken coop. She was pretty embarrassed, but after a few enzyme baths, is getting belly rubs and pats again. In other words, everybody has stopped saying phooey. No, I think pewey. Pewey, thank you. Lots of love, Soul Brothers, and all the best to this week's show. P.S. I'm listening, re-listening to the Terry McBride and you guys this morning. Returning home Friday, looking forward to wholeness and good sleeps. I'm happy to hear about your hip, Ed, and Daryl's back pain, too. No, I think she means my blood pressure. Blood pressure. Thank you. Oh, no. Who? Louis oh, Prima. Louis Prima. You got a song for when us, you, sir? Yeah, sing along, guys. All right. All right, boys, hit it. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you, smiles with you, when you're laughing, when you're laughing, oh, you're laughing, oh, you're laughing, and the sun comes shining through. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And as always, thank you for being a part of the funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. When you're crying, when you're crying. Bring on the, the rain. rain. Stop your sign. Stop your sign. Oh, be happy again. again. When, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, keep, keep on, on smiling. smiling. Keep on smiling. The whole world smiles at you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with Positive Prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on Positive Prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open Positive Prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.